When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 346. On Now You Know. So I want to lead with what I think will be remembered by history as one of the biggest moments in human technological evolution. It's become so commonplace now for the corporate media to spin any Elon achievement as a failure. And this is just another example. So let's just marvel in this human achievement for a moment. Take a look at this. This is Starship launching off the pad. They had a camera right there. Elon said Starship liftoff in slow motion. So yeah, this is the largest rocket ever made, launching successfully off the tower, which is something that Elon said he only gave like a 50-50 chance of even doing. Anyone who follows SpaceX closely knew that the chances that everything would turn out perfectly on the first orbital test flight of both Super Heavy and Starship. And that's 120 meters tall, by the way. And for us Americans, that's 393 feet. That's taller than Godzilla. This wasn't a failure. This was a huge success. So SpaceX already has another Starship and Super Heavy Booster ready to go when they rebuild the launch pad. We'll see in the tweets of the week that there was some damage to the launch pad. And they're going to do another test in a few months. And get this, those new Starship and Super Heavy Booster, even before this latest test and everything that we learned from it, those already have 1,000 discrete changes and updates built into them. The engineering team at SpaceX is iterating so fast. So please don't use the mass media as a place to learn about this topic. They are very afraid of Elon and what he is doing to transform the news and space industries, and they are trying to discredit him in any way they can. Which, by the way, is going to look stupid in hindsight and, in my opinion, ruin the mass media's reputation even further. Starship is going to lower the cost of launching satellites to orbit by more than an order of magnitude from the already incredibly lower cost that Falcon 9 gives us today. And Starship will be flying us intercontinentally by the end of this decade. And more on that over on Disruptive Investing News on our Disruptive Investing channel this week. So we do a lot of research putting together Tesla Time News each week. Like that last story about the Starship test launch. Thanks to our sponsor of this episode, Ground News, we can easily get the full picture on how it's being framed by the media. If you've been following our channel, you're familiar with this app and website we use to research topics like this more in depth. 
If you're new here, Ground News is a news aggregator app and website that lets you see how breaking news is covered across the political spectrum. Ground News doesn't publish or censor any news. They use a combination of expert resources to bring transparency and context to the news that we consume. For each story, you get a quick visual breakdown of the news outlets covering the story, their political bias, how factual the source is, and which entity owns the source. So, for example, the SpaceX Starship launch story has over 400 sources reporting on it, and the outlets reporting are kind of all over the place, making for potential blind spots for readers of only left or right-leaning outlets. With a swipe or a click, you can quickly compare headlines to see how language can frame our understanding of the story. You can check out this article at this link to compare coverage, see who owns the outlet reporting on it, and get an idea on the factuality of each source. I really like this time and location feature where I get to see which outlet reported first and where they're based. Sign up for free at ground.news or subscribe for unlimited access if you support Ground News's mission and find it as useful as we do. And what I thought this week was interesting is, um, you know, you're looking for political bias, but in the Starship launch, what I saw and Ground News helped me see this was that both the left and the right didn't really report well on what had happened because I think many of those media outlets don't like what Elon's up to. So Tesla held their earnings call last Wednesday. And if you haven't had a chance to check out our in-depth on it, we'll go through the basics here. Uh, $2.5 billion gap net profit, and this is their 12th quarter in a row of profitability. Now, Elon still says he thinks that they can get to full autonomy this year. And we should be expecting Cybertruck delivery at the end of Q3 or September. So there's plenty more to talk about. And of course, you can go check it all out over on our in-depth from last week. Hey, and if you like what we're doing here on the show, please hit the like button. It helps us out so much. So in the release notes for Tesla's upcoming 4.20.69 mobile app update. 69, dudes! <gasps> it looks like uh, there are some cool new features coming. Number one is phone key pairing will no longer require the key card to complete. Why? Why do they need that? Why? Why, Why exactly? What? So my guess is that if you ever need to set up your phone as a key, it's either because you just got the car mm -hmm. or it's because you bought a new phone or it's because you lost your phone. And if you lost your phone, there's a good chance that you maybe lost your wallet as well. Oh, and so then you would have lost the key card. That's my guess. And so I'm guessing that somebody at Tesla looked at, you know, all the logs of service requests and said like, oh, well, 12% of all calls are due to people people not having their key cards, we should allow uh, this to happen. Uh, from a security point of view, it's not great um, because it could mean that someone who just happens to have your login information to your Tesla app could now drive away with your car. Could it mean that someone who stole your Tesla key card could also do that, though, in the past? That is true, but they'd need to know the login. Info. Well, they could have just stolen your car with the key card anyway. Oh, yeah. But overall, I mean, it's probably not going to make that big a difference. But I think you're right. I think it's probably to reduce service calls. That would be my guess, because uh, they, they probably have to verify who you are and then grant your phone the key card access uh, through over the phone, which I think is actually a good solution. How do you do that anymore, though? How do you prove to someone on the phone who you are? You give information that only you would know, I guess. I don't know. That okay. they have on file. It's not perfect, but it's probably better than someone who has your you know Tesla login information just gaining access to your car. Second update is you'll be able to schedule service for Tesla insurance claims for U.S. customers right in the app. And I mean, I think that that's really nice. I once had my like windshield broken, um, like chipped, and I needed to get it repaired. And it was such a process to like, OK, get the service done. Uh, you pay for it and then you mm. bring the receipt to us and then we'll reimburse you. And it's like, ah, I don't like that. So having Tesla be able to do everything all at once is going to be really nice. 
And number three, and possibly the biggest feature, the trip planner will now be available right in the Tesla app. So just like in the car, the trip will be planned and you'll have the option of sending it to the car. I mean, this is nice because a lot of times uh, before a longer trip, for instance, you want to be able to plan it out and you don't have to go sit in the car to do it. You'll be able to plan it in your house or at work or like when you're at a supercharger and you're planning the next leg of your trip. Maybe you're eating lunch in a restaurant and you won't have to then be like, oh, honey, I got to go back out to the car to plan the rest of the trip. You finish lunch. So this will plan out all the superchargers. You'll be allowed to uh, put in multiple waypoints, which is really nice to be able to plan out your trip again. Yeah. When you're sitting down, not in your car. So Canadians will be excited about what Tesla did last week. They announced a new rear wheel drive Model Y that starts at 59,000 Canadian, which gives Canadians access to up to 12,000 Canadian dollars in government incentives. The new Model Y version has a slightly smaller battery pack with LFP batteries. And a lot of people are saying that this might be coming from China. Now, I'm not sure how Tesla was able to get the price down. Well, the range is slightly lower, which implies that there's probably less batteries in the pack. So the range will be 394 kilometers or 245 miles. For perspective, this rear wheel drive variant is 10,000 Canadian cheaper than the Model Y long range all wheel drive, which is the next cheapest variant. So 59,000 Canadian is about 43,000 US dollars. But you said Canadians can get another 12,000 Canadian off. That would be another 8,700. US dollars off. Yeah. And that could bring the price of a new Model Y in Canada down to 47,000 Canadian dollars or in American dollars that's 34,360 US dollars. That's a Model Y. Yeah, I mean so let's be clear. Getting the Model Y below the 60,000 Canadian dollar threshold makes it eligible for the federal Canadian government incentive of 5,000 Canadian dollars off. Jeez, I don't know. I don't have my calculator. Eh? And if you live in the Quebec province, which is the second most populated province in Canada with 8.5 million residents, you can now also get an additional 7,000 Canadian incentive from the province for the full 12,000 Canadian dollars off. Wow. And you might be saying, well, they accomplished this by reducing range, but with LFP batteries, you can charge up to 100% without, you know, extra degradation that you yeah. normally get from, you know, lithium ions. And they do seem to be doing better in the cold weather, which Canada has. So this is like the perfect Canadian Model Y. I think a lot of Canadians are going to wake up in the next few days, realize that this is a thing and go, well, I had never even considered that I could afford a Model Y. For many people, that just wasn't going to fit their budget. Now they can actually start factoring this into their budget. I think that Tesla is super smart here. This is going to be a theme throughout this show, actually. Mm that Tesla has been able to, I'm going to call it ninja move. It's like Tesla looks at different little places around the world and thinks of little, I don't want to call them loopholes, but basically loopholes where they can increase demand by making small changes like this. And keep in mind, Every $5,000 you lower the price of a car, you double the number of people who can afford that car. So what they just did here, in my opinion, is probably more than double the demand for this mm -hmm. car. And you mix that in with the pretty decent supercharger coverage in Canada. Oh, yeah. Most of the populated areas in Canada are covered and you can drive across Canada using superchargers. And Quebec province is really well covered. Mm -hmm. So now you know. Yeah. Now, we say this a lot, but it bears repeating. Big auto companies like Ford, GM, Volkswagen, and Toyota, etc. they all have dealerships, and it can be very hard to get exact prices for their models unless you visit a dealership. Prices fluctuate constantly between dealerships and different regions. With Tesla, all you have to do to check prices is visit their website, 
And, well, there you have it. Tesla just raised the price of the Model S and X. Didn't they recently lower the price? Yep, but now both models are up $2,500. The Model S had been starting at $85,000 and the Model X at $95,000, but now they are at $87,500 and $97,500 respectively. But they are now providing three years of free supercharging. Now that's not nothing. Depending on how much you use it and how much electricity costs in your area, that could be worth two to $3,000 per year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think too many people are going to drive 15,000 miles on supercharging every year. But let's say you did that at, say, 40 cents a kilowatt hour, which we're seeing in many markets. That would be $3,000. So 3,000 times three years, that could be a $9,000 benefit. So again, this points at what Tesla talked about during the last earnings call, which we covered in this in-depth here. Tesla being able to adjust prices frequently because they have up-to-the-minute data. And this is something I think a lot of us forget about. Model S and X are only made at Fremont Factory. They are not made at Giga Shanghai, Berlin, Texas, or Nevada. So to get a Model S or X around the country and the globe to different markets, they must be shipped. So many markets don't have access to them. When will, if ever, Tesla make the S and X in other factories? Mm. If down the road they do start making them more locally, it could make a huge difference in markets that don't get them yet or very often. Yeah, our viewers in the UK, for instance, have reminded us that they haven't been able to order a Model S or X for over three years. But Tesla has now cut US prices of the Model Y and 3 again. I can't keep up. The Model 3 standard range rear wheel drive just dropped from $41,990 to $39,990. But as we talked about in Patreon bonus stories this week, it only qualifies for half of the federal tax credit. So only $37.50? Right. So is that why they're doing it? Maybe. But Tesla also did this. They cut the price of every variant of the Model Y by three grand? Correct, sir. Check this out. Wow. So this is really helping to keep the Model 3 and Model Y affordable, even as car loan rates go up. And it keeps customers guessing. I mean, it's not like it's a trend that's easy to follow. When the price drops, you can't be like, well, I'll just wait till they cut prices some more because often the prices go back up. And I know a lot of pundits and auto analysts have been proclaiming that Tesla's price cuts are due to a lack of demand, which, by the way, they've been saying for years and years and years, and it never seems to be true. Right. What is true is that it's putting severe pressure on other auto companies. And I don't need innuendos to back myself up here. I have the CEO of Renault. Fabrice Campbell-Leaves own words, quote, it's clear that Tesla cutting prices is a challenge, starting with the cost side of things. It's a warning that we are looking at. A warning, I'll say. I mean, these companies are already not profitable with their EVs. They can't afford price cuts. Make fun of Tesla's margins all you want, pundits, but they are widely profitable, especially when compared to the competition. So here's a chart of Renault's sales in 2022. How were Tesla's sales in Q1? Oh, well, if you'd watched the earnings call, uh, it was up 36% year over year. And I mean, Tesla has said the whole point here is that they want to ramp it up. They want to go for volume, which they could never do before. And I think this is a huge point that a lot of people are missing. In previous years, Tesla only had a certain amount of production they could do. They couldn't really compete with the big boys in terms of volume. So they focus meticulously on their margins. Now they're able to give up a little bit of that margin to go for volume. And that's scaring the shit out of big auto because they now can't compete on either margins or the volume of EVs coming out of Tesla. And you might be saying, oh, but the margins, the margins, the margins. Again, if you give up a little bit of margin and you increase the volume, you increase the profit. profit and you also squash the competition. Exactly. 
So our friends in the UK may not be able to get a Model S or X, but they do have a new Model 3 variant that seems to be made just for them. Tesla's senior key account manager, Karen Bowen, said on LinkedIn last week, to accelerate the electrification of Europe's B2B fleet, we're introducing a new Model 3 variant that caters to the needs of our commercial customers. Model 3 long-range rear-wheel drive combines a segment-leading range of 394 miles, that's WLTP, with highest charging convenience and an entry-level price point from 46,990 pounds. So basically 20 more miles of range than the all-wheel drive long range. And keep in mind that that's WLTP. So in reality, it'll probably be more like 300 miles of range. So basically the long range uh, battery pack, but with only one rear motor. Now, why is Tesla doing this? Well, they haven't done it anywhere else. The UK has some weird tax loopholes aimed at businesses. So you can only buy this variant through the Tesla B2B division. You see, in the UK, there is a 2% tax on company cars. But if you're an individual buying a car in the UK, you're going to pay between 20 and 37 percent tax. So businesses have a huge advantage there. Plus, businesses can claim a 100 percent year one deduction for the cost of the vehicle. So that's another huge incentive for a business to be like, everyone gets a new car. <laughs> and delivery should start on this new Model 3 in the UK in June. And so this is really similar to what Tesla just did in Canada, yep. um, where they are ninja-ing into these tax loopholes. It's like Tesla has a new division called like Tesla Ninja Division, where they're just sitting around looking at places in the world where there's little advantages, tax-wise, incentive-wise, and they're like, what kind of cars can we send there? It's really cool that they're able to change up both the battery packs and motors um, to get different incentives in different places. Yeah. So last week, California changed their net metering rules. That's where people with solar can send electricity back to the grid and get paid for it. Unfortunately, under the latest net billing tariff or NBT, which is called NEM 3.0, solar system owners are no longer getting paid to give energy back at the import price. Instead, they're getting credit at the value of the avoided cost to the utility. And this means a significant drop in the value of the energy getting sent back to the grid. But Tesla just announced that for California solar owners with a power wall, things might not be so bad after all. You see, at certain times like evenings in September, power wall owners can take advantage of power hours. That's when credits are 75 times higher than the lowest export prices during the month. Wait, 75 times higher? Yeah. So the Powerwall's intelligent and customizable software allows users to take advantage of those high price times and send power back to the grid then to maximize earnings. So, for example, with PG&E, those power hours result in a rate of $2.87 per kilowatt hour at 7 o'clock on September evenings. See that green spot during September at 6 and 7 p.m.? If you have a power wall and you send a few kilowatt hours of electricity back to the grid then during every evening in September, you could earn hundreds of dollars. As Tesla pointed out in this chart, in one year, a household with solar could save 57%, but a household with solar and power walls could save 92% or $15,000 over 10 years. That $15,000 could cover the whole cost of a couple of power walls. And 10 years is the warranty period for the power walls. So it's like getting a worry-free backup battery essentially for free. And again, this is the Tesla Ninja department going, oh, there's a little loophole here in California. How can we take advantage of it? But let's just talk more broadly about California. Mm. What the f Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Well, it's because, I mean, look, utilities, they have lobbyists who have the lawmakers ears and they go to all the damn meetings, whereas us, the ratepayers, we're busy 
earning money to pay the rate. So we don't go to those meetings. We don't know what's going on until it's too late. And I think the utilities are taking advantage of it. They are absolutely taking advantage of it. I mean, it's basically like, oh, why don't you give us some free energy so with the, the solar panels that you bought? So Tesla seems to be offering longtime Model S and X owners a new loyalty benefit. I'm a long-term Tesla owner. Do I? What's a loyalty benefit? Uh, so Tesla says this, current Tesla Model S and X owners with active unlimited free supercharging are eligible for six years of unlimited supercharging. To qualify, owners must trade in or remove unlimited supercharging from their vehicles and take delivery of a new Model S or X by June 30th, 2023. So I would have to trade in Sparky back to Tesla? You could, but you could also hold on to it, but then you'd have to sign away your rights to unlimited free supercharging on Sparky to get six years of unlimited supercharging on your new Model S or X. So is this like Tesla kind of admitting that free supercharging for life is super valuable? It almost makes me not want to do it. Um, actually, I think that this is a really good perk for Model S or X owners. Why? I mean, I get unlimited supercharging on Sparky now. Why would I want to give that up? Well, I mean, do you really think that Sparky is going to last another six years or that you're going to want to put up with holding on to Sparky for another six years of no warranty, um, no full self-driving, no full self-driving? <laughs> I am a little jealous. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So you're saying this is Tesla's way of getting me to consider getting into a new SRX. But I don't know. I think Tesla might be making a little bit of a misjudgment here. I would probably want to go for a why. Well, but this is exactly why they're doing this. It's to incentivize you to, instead of going for a Y, get you into a Model S or another Model X because you already have one. So why downgrade, especially if you can get six free years of supercharging, which is what you've probably already got. You know, you're like, oh, well, I already had six years of free supercharging if you bought a car. Um, some people with like 2012 Model S's, um, they've probably had it for like 11 years um, and their cars are probably to the point where they want to upgrade and they maybe they've saved up to, to upgrade. Um, and now if they trade in their Model S, you know, get the free supercharging for another six years, that's better than them getting a Model Y and having to pay for supercharging. But like I won't get unlimited supercharging if I get a Model Y. So this is forcing me into an S or an X. And I think that it's really playing into the, I don't want to say irrationality, but it's not entirely rational to want free supercharging. I think that That's a lot true. of people are looking at the supercharging rates. Uh, they're a lot higher than they've been uh, historically. And they're saying, ooh, I, I don't want to go from free supercharging to higher than ever supercharging rates. Mm. Um, that doesn't sound fun to me. So this is a great perk. It does seem like Tesla's doing some kind of mind games on me. <laughs> I think it's a double bluff. I think that they're making you feel like supercharging is is more valuable than it is in order to get you into a new Model S or X where they get really great margins. I am so confused right now. Yeah. Hey, and we want to thank Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor the show. And you can head on over to their website for Cybertruck news, discussions, and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. There you're going to find their crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. And you can start talking about when the Cybertrucks are coming, which is probably September. So we just reviewed the Hobsco Hobscout Fat Tire e-bike over on Now Let's Review. 
This is a beefy full suspension e-bike with a lot of power and it's a lot of fun off-road especially. It is really amazing how much more e-bike you were able to get now compared with just a few years ago. Bigger batteries, longer ranges, full suspension, really tough aluminum frame for thousands less than when we first started reviewing bikes. So this bike just gives you this commanding feeling on the road, especially since you can unlock it to level three. Now that's if your jurisdiction allows um, and you'll get a top speed of 28 miles an hour. Not everyone wants that, but that's a great thing about e-bikes now. There are models and styles for every budget and for every preference. So if you're looking for a four inch fat tire e-bike that can handle just about anything you throw at it, you owe it to yourself to check out our full review over on Now Let's Review. Because let's be real here, e-bikes are super fun. By the way, this one also has torque sensing, a feature yeah. that used to only be on bikes that cost like $4,000 just a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't experienced e-bikes yet, you just have to. You have to. And that's why we're going to Micromobility Europe 2023 this June 8th and 9th in Amsterdam. Yeah, Jesse and I want to stay up on all the latest and greatest models of e-bikes and scooters and micromobility. It's going to be a really fun in-person event in a beautiful city where you can ride on small electric vehicles, learn how to create more livable urban areas, and build a more sustainable world. So join us at Micromobility Europe. We have an exclusive discount for our viewers, so go to this link down below and save 20% off the ticket price now. And in October, Micromobility America will be happening in San Francisco Bay Area. Same deal, we can get you 20% off your tickets for that event as well. So we look forward to seeing you there. And remember, you can watch or listen to the show as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all of those favorite places where you get your podcasts, uh, because why not? And if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can see all of the hard work that our editors put into making this show visually stunning over on YouTube. So do you remember all those years that we've been talking about the S-curve on the show? I think Something we're into the fun part of the S-curve. An S-curve. S-curve. Curve. S-curve. S-curve. Well, what does this new chart of EV market share in the U.S. from the Department of Energy look like to you? Oh, crap. That looks like we are well into the S-curve. There's the flat part of the S for about 10 years from 2010 until about the end of 2020. And now look, 2021 and 2022, the rise in market share is dramatic. Yeah, over 6% market share for battery electric vehicles in the latter half of 2022. Analysts are now saying that there will likely be over 1 million EVs sold in the U.S. this year. That would be the first time ever. Yeah, we hit over 250,000 EVs sold just in the first quarter of this year. So we do look to be on track for major EV sales this year. And that's good news. The bad news is that some states which had been offering incentives to buy an EV have had to suspend their incentives because they have run out of money in those accounts. Both Oregon and New Jersey have paused their programs. Sound like one of them good problems. Yeah, it's, it's a good problem to have. It's a problem, yeah, no, but it's a good problem. It, it, you, are, you are accomplishing what you set out to do. But yeah, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality has been offering up to $7,500 since 2018 for new EV buyers. But DEQ's senior advisor, Rachel Sakata, said, unfortunately, we've become a victim of our own success and we're running out of money. And New Jersey has used up its $35 million for its $4,000 EV incentive program that was supposed to get them to 10,000 EVs. So, I mean, it worked. That's the good news. States are seeing more and more EVs on the road, which was the goal. And hopefully now with more and more EV brands and models coming out on the market, prices will continue to come down and more people will be able to afford EVs. Especially when you factor in the total cost of ownership, it's cheaper to fuel and maintain. 
Hey, and if you want to share a story that you find on this show, but you don't want to share the entire show, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. Make sure you subscribe there. And there we've got bite-sized news stories that you can share all over social media. So VW announced last week that after submitting paperwork to the U.S. Treasury Department, their ID4 is now eligible for the full $7,500 EV tax credit. Oh, that's right. I mean, Volkswagen started making the 2023 ID4 at their Chattanooga, Tennessee factory. And so I guess their batteries are too. Uh, yeah, the 2023 ID4 in the U.S. has batteries sourced in the U.S. So that makes the ID4 one of the cheapest EVs in the U.S. Yeah, the ID4 standard with the 62 kilowatt hour battery pack has an EPA range of 209 miles and it starts at 38,995 before the credit. After the credit, you could be looking at $31,495. So this makes VW the first non-U.S. car maker to qualify for the full $7,500 tax credit. Now, it is important to note that if you don't owe $7,500 in taxes, you can't carry over any of the remaining amount to the following year. Right. So if you owed, let's say, $5,000 in federal taxes this year, then you could get $5,000 in credit. But the remaining $2,500 would be lost because the IRS doesn't allow you to use that remaining credit next year. That kind of sucks. And you can't be too rich because then the credit also doesn't apply to you. So you right. got to be in this sweet spot. Sweet spot. Hey, we, this is right where we want you to be. We want you to be wealthy, but not too wealthy. Polestar unveiled the Polestar 4 this week at the Shanghai Auto Show. It's an SUV coupe with a 102 kilowatt hour battery for an up to preliminary 300 miles of range. Okay, but that's with the single motor configuration with the 0 to 60 of 7.4 seconds, which is slower than the Bolt. Right. Uh, now, this is being built on Geely's SEA platform, the first Polestar to not be built off of a Volvo. But both Polestar and Volvo are owned by Geely. As much as some people don't want to admit it. Yes. Um, but I just noticed something. There's no way the driver can see out of the rear of the car. Yeah, Polestar calls this a new kind of immersive rear occupant experience. A, a scary one? Ah, ah! I can't, people keep going up behind us and I can't see anything. Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, so apparently it enables the glass roof to run further back above the rear occupants heads um, as Polestar can push structural components further back in the vehicle. Have they heard of the Model Y? It looks like it has the same amount of glass roof plus a rear view for the driver. So, I mean, in this case, the rear view mirror is actually a camera monitor. I'm not a huge fan of that because I use backup cams all the time. But I mean, the problem is it's usually some kind of fisheye lens, mm. which gives me trouble discerning distances. Mm. My eye is really good at focusing on like close, far, close, mm. far. Well, my eyes were good at that. Um, so uh, is this really going to work? Well, and the other thing, too, is when you look in the mirror of your car, like a real mirror, your eyes are focusing on a distance that's very far away. So if you were like looking at the road very far away and then you oh. look at the mirror very far away, your eyes don't actually have to readjust the focus. Oh, I didn't realize and that. And for young people like me, it's like no big deal. I can I can be like close, far, close, far. Mm. Um, but as you get older, mm. that starts to take a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Once it's a camera monitor, once it's a screen, oh, it's close now. You're, you're not focusing through the screen. You're focusing right. at the screen. Um, so a lot of people are a little bit worried about this. Is this why older people don't like Teslas in the beginning? because they are going from far to screen, far to screen. I mean, it really, I mean, Teslas don't have the best, you know, like rear uh, visibility, but at least they have some visibility. So like, mm. you know, you, you learn to do the, you know, that sort of thing when you're, when you're driving. Um, and I think that 
you kind of get used to that or you get used to looking in the mirror, but now uh, it's going to be completely different. I have another question. Teslas, we're going to have no rear view mirrors for a long time, right? You know, Elon was talking about we're just going to have these little cameras, which mm -hmm. makes it. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's so much more efficient. There's less wind resistance. Mm. But then, you know, NHTSA said no. You cannot. Um, yeah, so what's NHTSA going to say about this? Is Paul Star gotten the okay from, from NHTSA? I'm, I see you. This might show that this is going to be an only Chinese and European car. Um, Europe's okay with this? I yes, they they've been doing that with the uh the Audi e-tron, I believe, oh. that has had and and a couple of other cars. Comment below if you've experienced this camera rear view stuff and if you like it or not. Um what's the starting price on this? Uh $60,000 starting. Um so if you want, you know, the nicer versions of it, it's going to get more expensive from there. So yeah, my question to the viewers here is uh what do you think compared to a Model Y, does the Polestar 4 offer anything you know unique besides a new kind of immersive rear occupant experience i've been seeing you know, a lot of people commenting that they love the looks and i think that's what's going to drive people to this car mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't i don't get it to be honest all right it's time for into the future sponsored by our friends at henson shaving and uh again every week every week i get to shave with my henson razor and i i really feel like the character in a sci-fi movie where they get to use, you know, a, like lightsaber technology ah. to to shave with their face. Even though it's 100-year-old technology. It's just that they did it right. <laughs> they did it right. Um, and I really appreciate that. Henson, by the way, started in a machine shop that is usually machining stuff for satellites and mm. Mars rovers. Um, and then one day, one of the brothers was like, hey, what if we like made the best razor on Earth? And, and then they, and they did, did that. Um, I really love mine. And you can get 100 free blades if you use the code now you know when you check out. Make sure to put the blades in your cart before you do. Uh, can I take your order, sir? Um, I'll have the offshore wind turbine farmed wild seared fish. Excellent choice, sir. Excellent choice. Okay, so what are we talking about here? Uh, okay, so the Mingyang Smart Energy is China's largest privately owned wind turbine maker, and they have just revealed an offshore wind turbine that has this. A net cage built in for farming fish. So let me get this straight. You build an offshore wind farm many, many miles offshore. You install these wind turbine foundations that can hold live fish, and then you farm wind energy and fish at the same time. That's the idea. Uh, Mingyang will be installing 500 megawatts at the Mingyang Quinju 4 offshore wind farm off the coast of Yangjiang in the South China Sea later this year, and it will include these cages for fish farming. So how many fish are we talking about? Well, according to Mingyang, each cage holds 5,000 cubic meters of water that can support up to 150,000 fish each. So probably like 10 million fish. Mingyang claims that the farmed fish are actually considered wild fish because they are so far out at sea that they aren't exposed to the water pollution that you see, you know, closer to shore. They also said that these cages will be smart. So they'll include automated feeding, monitoring and collection. Automated collection? <laughs> Robot arms. <laughs> Time to eat. Come here, fishy. <laughs> oh, I've got one. Oh, it's a big one. 
All right, it's time for Going Green. So this next story is about Shell Oil. Uh, I think you forgot. This is Going Green. Yeah, no, Shell is actually realizing that it has to go green, and so it has begun acquiring companies like Volta, the EV charger company we've talked about. Shell bought New Motion last year, which gave it access to over 30,000 EV charging ports across Europe, and now Shell has partnered with the Port Authority of Singapore and unveiled this, an electric ferry that can hold up to 200 passengers. The electric ferry, called Penguin Refresh, will transport about 3,000 passengers a day between the mainland Singapore and Shell's Energy Chemical Campus. The Penguin Refresh? Well, it was built by Penguin International Limited. So it has a 1.2 megawatt hour lithium battery pack. It can travel at 20 knots, all with zero emissions and no noise. It'll have its maiden voyage next month with two more ferries joining the fleet in August. When all three electric ferries are running, it will save 1,952 tons of diesel fuel every year and reduce CO2 by over 6,000 tons a year. So to our viewers in Singapore, please get us some footage. And look, I know this is greenwashing. Yeah. I mean, that's what Shell does. Yeah. I know that this is a, you know, look at us. We're so great. But I don't want to slap them on the wrist because they are trying. I don't want to be like, well, just because Shell Oil did it, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but still, f Shell. I know. All right, it's time for Sunspots. So would you like some good news? Yes. Get this. According to the American Clean Power Association, in their latest report, the Clean Energy Investing in America report, they find that since the Inflation Reduction Act was passed into law last August, there has been, get this, more than $150 billion in capital investment made in the U.S. in clean energy projects. 18,000 new American manufacturing jobs, 46 new expanded or reopened utility-scale manufacturing facilities. And that breaks down to 26 solar, 10 battery, eight wind and two offshore wind. Nearly 96 gigawatts of announced new clean energy capacity and $4.4 billion in consumer savings. So here are the states that are seeing new or expanded manufacturing factories. Alabama, Arizona, Colorado, Georgia, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Tennessee, and Texas. And just to put that $150 billion number in perspective, that's equivalent to five years worth of American clean energy investment all made in the last eight months. Yeah, it's insane what that bill has done is just like injected all of this uh, excitement and energy into the whole sector. And I can't stress this enough. When you stop paying foreign countries for your energy and you start paying your own citizens for that energy, you get to keep all this money yeah. inside of your country. Yeah, you don't have to move boats around and pipelines and all that crap. And you just get to pay people in your country to produce the energy cleanly in your country. Yeah, it's almost like you would want to have less wars. Yeah. All right, it's time for a speed round. I've okay. got some uh, news tidbits here. We need a name, so comment down below what you think the name of this segment should be. At the Shanghai Auto Show, the world's largest battery maker, Cattle, announced last week that it'll be launching a new lithium battery for the electric airplane market. Cattle claims it will have an energy density of up to 500 watt hours per kilogram, which would be twice as energy dense as their current quillin cells. But before using them in planes, Cattle says that they'll start producing them this year for EVs. Chinese luxury EV maker Zeker has built their 100,000th EV in just 18 months. That's over 5,000 cars a month. The Zeker 001 and X will begin deliveries in Sweden and the Netherlands in Q4. 
Tesla has hired Brian Jaziri, a longtime partner at Morgan Lewis and Bokius LLP, one of the largest law firms in North America, to be their new head of litigation. Elon had said Tesla is building a hardcore litigation department where we directly initiate and execute lawsuits. The team will report directly to me looking for hardcore street fighters, not white shoe lawyers like Perkins or Cooley who thrive on corruption. There will be blood. So I guess Brian Jaziri is going to bring the blood. He's a street fighter. <laughs> yeah. Nissan unveiled its new Arizon. Arizon? Arizona? Arizon? Arizona minus the final A. SUV electric concept at the Shanghai Auto Show aimed at the Chinese auto market. Nissan aims at having 55% of its new cars be electric by 2030. Good luck with that. Yeah. Xpeng unveiled its fifth EV, the G6 Coupe SUV, which will be the first to use their SEPA 2.0 platform and will feature 755 kilometers, 469 miles of... CLTC range. Xpeng says that the G6 will be China's only mass-produced EV with a die-casted front and rear aluminum body. Xpeng does like to copy Tesla. Xpeng says it will start in China, but it was designed to meet highway standards in Europe and America. So maybe we'll see it in the rest of the world. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Two minutes or less, shoot them in landscape, good audio, no music. What do we got? Chris sent us this story about his local Electrify Canada charging station having multiple stalls down. Hey, good morning, Zach and Jesse. It's uh, Chris from Calgary, Canada. I know you guys have uh, an F-150 Lightning. Uh, so do I. I have one that I'm testing right now. It's a uh, standard range, short range, Pro Lariat edition. And I've arrived at the uh, fast charger. It's uh, 28 degrees and we have 26% state of charge. Let's go take a look. We plugged in now for 10 minutes and 20 kilowatts from 150 kilowatt connection. Holy smokes. You notice uh, something a little bit different here, Electrify Canada. And uh, there are four pods here. We have a Mach E charging as well. Again, I'm testing out this uh, F-150 Lariat. Really, really, really nice truck. I've had it for a couple weeks now and uh, thought I'd give, uh, give it a try at this Electrify Canada station. And uh, not very impressed with the 21 kilowatts, but um, hmm, don't know if the battery warms up on its way here. Does the does it precondition in this vehicle? I don't know. I'll have to do some more research on that and, uh, and uh, let you know. Oh, and did I say 28 degrees? It's actually a little bit cooler than that. It's uh, minus 28 degrees today. What am I doing out in this? Whew. Anyway, have a good day. Now you know. Oh my God, that's cold. That is cold. Uh, and Good job keeping it up that it was only 22 degrees out and then only at the end doing the reveal that it was minus. Holy crap. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We got a big disruptive investing story this week on Starship you're not going to want to miss. Uh, we've got Investor Club bonus stories. And those Patreon bonus stories, by the way, just a buck a month if you want to go join us on Patreon and support the work we do. We'll see you there. All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are the people that make our show possible. They get their name in the end credits. Who do we got this week, Jess? We've got Darko Blazik, Dave Dave, Dan Draper, Keith Adams, and ZYCC84. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. 
All right, we got a poll this week. Uh, what did we ask? We asked who watched the Starship launch. <laughs> I did. But who some... cried at the launch? <laughs> some, Me. Some people actually saw it live. They were actually there. I know. I'm so you jealous. Lucky ducks. Yes. And it's so hard to time too. I mean, I mean, I know we all knew that 420 was going to have something to do with it. But... <laughs> all right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And Investing.com said Tesla Shanghai factory workers appeal to Elon Musk on bonus cuts. Elon said was alerted this weekend looking into it. Breaking. Elon Musk discusses creating an alternative to OpenAI, TruthGPT, because it's being trained to be politically correct and to lie to people. Elon says, fundamentally important. Benny Johnson says, watching this fascinating Tucker versus Elon interview, why does Elon not sue OpenAI for defrauding him? Seems like a slam dunk. Elon says, wait for it. Oh, the new attorney. So the new attorney, he's getting, he's getting briefed. <laughs> Teslanomic says, no one works harder than Elon Musk, and this week is a testament to his intense hustle. Look at all the stuff he did this week. And Elon said, intense work schedule. Oh, look at him with X. Getting work done on the mm -hmm. phone. John Ehrlichman says, in 1903, Henry Ford's lawyer was advised not to buy stock in Ford. The horse is here to stay, he was told by a local bank president. He bought $5,000 worth of stock and sold it in 1919 for $12.5 million. Elon says, in the fairly near future, internal combustion engine vehicles will be viewed in the same way that we view external combustion engine vehicles, steam engines. Hmm. World of Engineering says the different types of power outlets throughout the world. Elon says crazy that this is still so different in 2023. Twitter Daily News says news. Elon talks about how bad Twitter's ad targeting has been. They just added the ability to have your ad next to the keyword after he got there. Elon said seriously, Facebook. Man, it was bad. They also said Reddit follows Twitter's lead and begins charging the biggest companies for API access. Elon says, exactly. They trained illegally using Twitter data. Lawsuit time. <laughs> okay. That guy's going to be busy. Wow. Uh, and then check this out, Jesse. I put I put a pre-order in for this. The mini Starship with Flame. Oh, that's going to look cool. good on the set, isn't it? That is. And we can be... have a battle between the uh, not a flamethrower. <laughs> this is not a toy. It's 100% not a toy. Our uh, our set is becoming more and more flammable. <laughs> I mean, we already have the flamethrower, obviously. But then, you know, we got the tequila. Right. Um, they should make a, a fire extinguisher. And then we're going to have the perfume, which I'm, I'm sure it is. Our, it already smells like burnt hair. Right. Elon tweeted out, Canadian Broadcasting Corp said that they're less than 70% government funded. So we corrected the label. <laughs> Nice. Trung fan says Taylor Swift was in talks to sign a hundred million dollar sponsorship deal with FTX, but then actually asked, can you tell me that these are not unregistered securities and the deal fell through? Elon says, I'm not surprised. Taylor is smart and her father is a well-regarded investment banker, which I did not know. Mm -hmm. Zero Hedge said, watch former director of national intelligence admits that Fauci lied about gain of function research. Elon says, as I said several months ago. The White House tweeted out, defaulting on America's debt, making you pay the price. That's the only House Republican plan on the table. Elon says, given federal expenditures, it's a matter of when, not if we default. Ugh. Check this out, Jesse. Look how much money uh, Hello Kitty has made as a lifetime franchise revenue, $89 billion. That is more than James Bond, Spider-Man, Marvel Cinematic Universe combined. Well, you know, you can't put James Bond's face <laughs> on just anything and sell it. The rabbit hole tweeted out drug overdoses are the top cause of death for individuals between the ages of 15 and 49 in the United States. Elon says very rapid increase. Holy crap, that is. 
Kanoka the Great um, tweeted out a quote from Elon's latest talk with NBC. There's a bunch of quotes coming up here. One was, I think it's very important to elevate citizen journalism. It's very important to hear the voice of the people, the actual voice of the people, not the filtered voice of the people. And let the people choose the narrative and let the people determine the truth and not five editors in chief of major publications. And Elon responded to his own quote with exactly. Um, but I agree with him. Another quote, if that means we lose advertising dollars, we lose it. But freedom of speech is paramount. And Elon responded, and always will be. We open source the recommendation algorithm. We're going to open source the entire thing. Complete transparency is the only path to trust. Elon responded to his quote. He said, it's insane to trust any social network or search company that won't show you their source code. PopBase says Elon Musk reveals he is personally paying the Twitter blue subscriptions of some celebrities to keep their check marks, such as LeBron James and Stephen King. Elon said, just Shatner, LeBron and King. But then he added Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Joe Biden tweeted out, I make no apologies for being the most pro-union president in American history. And then Community Notes uh, gave a little more context. You know, on December 22nd, 2022, uh, President Biden signed a bill that blocked the railroad unions from striking. So Elon said laugh out loud. Right. Um, I mean, maybe it's still true. Right. He he might be the most. But it, it doesn't mean that you're all the way on board. No. Just the unions that he likes. And then, of course, a whole bunch of tweets about Starship because that was on 420 and Elon just was having time of his life. It was awesome. Uh, congrats to the SpaceX team on an exciting launch. Learned a lot for the next launch in a few months. Starship liftoff. So great in many ways. So then a lot of celebrities were complaining about their blue checkmark being taken away this week if they hadn't paid the $8. But some got it, like Ben Stiller. He said, no blue check. Still feels like me. And then uh, the day after the launch, Elon said, have to sleep. Couldn't sleep last night because of Starship launch. Brent Winton from ARK Invest says, we open sourced our 2027 Tesla model. Expected value, $2,000 per share. But cynics wonder, what if RoboTaxi never happens? What if production scaling is arbitrarily constrained? What if Tesla has to keep pricing aggressively to move units? Elon said, interesting threat. And it is. Fubar says, it's like SafeMoon devs have taken over the federal government. Yeah, did you hear about that this week? Uh they're going to give a discount for people with lower FICO credit scores on getting mortgages. What? Great. RGV Aerial Photography said, here's an image we took in 2020 left of what the construction of the foundation looked like. So this is the, the Starship pad. Uh, the right image is the aftermath. And Elon said, all that's left of the concrete lateral support beam is the rebar. Hopefully this didn't gronk the launch mount. Gronk the launch mount. Wall Street Silver says U.S. government debt has gone from 1.2 trillion to 31.4 trillion since 1980. Anyone who thinks this path is sustainable is insane. And Elon says, "Wow." World of Statistics says the top 10 largest countries by population. And it looks like India has taken the top spot away from China. I didn't know that U.S. was uh, number three. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But then look at Indonesia. Nobody ever thinks of Indonesia. No, coming up fast. Yeah. And Elon said, demographics is destiny. Hmm. Eric Berger said the damage in Boca Chica at the Starbase launch site looks pretty serious, but a former senior SpaceXer from there says he believes the pad can be repaired and a water-cooled flame diverter installed in four to six months, just passing on what I was told. Elon says three months ago, we started building a massive water-cooled steel plate to go under the launch mount. Wasn't ready in time, and we wrongly thought, based on static fire data, that Fondag would make it through first launch. Looks like we can be ready to launch again in one to two months. Still in early analysis, he says, but the force of the engines when they throttled up may have shattered the concrete rather than simply eroding it. The engines were only at half thrust for the static fire test. 
And then Doge Designer says, Twitter limits advertising to verified organizations only. Checkmate, New York Times. Robert Reich says, lost my Twitter verification, but that's not a real problem. The real problem is that the oligarchs who have too much power over the internet and our economy and our democracy. Remember, we have more in common with each other than we do with them. Blue check or not. And then Elon says, have you considered a career in comedy? Because the only people who were allowed to have check marks were the people who were part of the oligarchy before. <laughs> like, like Zach and I are like real people, right. but we couldn't be verified. Uh, blue check mark, even though we tried to go through hoops yep. with Twitter before for months, for months and months, and emails back and forth. And I mean, come on, we're the most recognizable YouTubers practically out there in terms of like stability. Elon said the least bad solution to the artificial general intelligence control problem that I can think of is to give every verified human a vote. That's a very important tweet. Remember that tweet. Fathers Who Write says 10 best ways to lose belly fat in 60 days. Elon says malaria did it for me. <laughs> Wall Street Silver says fact check true. Elon says incentives matter. AI Breakfast says we're in a don't look up moment with AI right now. A refined auto GPT that can click around on the Internet, send emails, write files, make calls, negotiate, send, receive money will emerge this year. It will fundamentally change the world and this cannot be stressed enough. And Elon completely agrees. Tanya Davidi says, as Twitter pursues the goal of elevating citizen journalism, media elite will try everything to stop that from happening. That's a quote from Elon. And Elon says, everything. Josh Delani says, only Ayn Rand was smart enough to predict that incompetence and an envy for excellence will lead to dystopian social outcomes. Orwell thought we'd need total mind control. Huxley thought we'd need a permanently drug populace. But Rand knew all you need is resentment. Elon said, Orwell was right with schools and media. Huxley, public, is heavily medicated. And Rand was also read, as you say, we now have the perfect storm. Did you know that Soma is a real drug? Takes away pain, but dulls your mind. And Mario Nafal says, I never realized how much the media hates Elon until this week. Twitter gets criticized for $8 verification, yet no one talks about Instagram copying the strategy at almost double the price. The SpaceX launch, despite the unsurprising explosion, was a success and an incredible step forward for humanity, yet the media paints it as a failure. If NASA did the same thing, praise would dominate the headlines. Something doesn't add up. Elon said, yep. And then he said, Twitter is a serious danger to their ability to control the narrative. Tesla owner Silicon Valley says, our club exists to put out facts. When I got my first Tesla, I never realized how biased the media was. I actually drove the cars that were supposedly going to start a fire and the company that was going to go bankrupt. We've been fighting FUD for almost five years and that won't stop. And Elon replied, he said, this really opens your eyes. If they're this wrong about Tesla, what subjects are they actually right about? He's so right about and, that. Uh, That's why we do this show. So amazing that, you know, Zach and I started this show, what, six, seven years ago. And we didn't really intend to be citizen journalists, but we, you know, kept seeing this discrepancy in what the news was telling us versus what we experienced in the seats of our cars. Um, and it's just been harrowing how often the the news and reality have been so different um especially when we're talking about tesla um and it's been hard for us because it's like do we cover other subjects or do we just stay in our lane all right it's time for community mail time and remember share your stories your photos your videos with us at hello at now you know channel.com community mail time Raphael sent us this id buzz he spotted in antwerp belgium ken spotted this r1s in brady texas Chris shared this email with us from Starlink, offering over 75% off of Starlink hardware in rural Australia. John spotted these electric buses from First Bus in Glasgow, UK. Chris saw this Mercedes EQS at a supercharger in Santa Monica. The youths found these electric school buses from Lion Electric Company in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Eduardo saw this Rivian R1T in Mexico City. Ryan spotted these EVs around San Francisco. Oh, look at that. 
pretty Model Y. Mm. Cedric spotted this Mustang Mach-E in Brigham City, Utah. Thomas saw this Lordstown Endurance charging at an EV go station in Norcross, Georgia. Emmanuel spotted this Quicksilver Model Y in Obreo, Sweden. Steve and his son made this Cybertruck Pinewood Derby car for their local Cub Scout Derby, and it won. Congratulations. Wow. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what we got out there in the world. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Hi. We were just out picking up some dinner and came across this little gym in our neighborhood. Appears to be lots of stalls. And there was a gentleman using one just a few minutes ago. So they are up and active. We are in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So even more stellar. And now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, Boff again. We're on our trip from California to Florida. We're hitting up the Tucson, Arizona supercharger. Of course, it is now dark. Uh, so sorry for the Blair Witch situation here. We have 10 stalls here, rated at 150 kilowatts. Not bad. It could be tow friendly as long as this spot is available, which it is not. Someone is parked there. Outside of that, you're gonna have to find somewhere to ditch your haul, which we also had to do. We had to put our trailer here. Not a big deal, but it's just kind of frustrating. I wish, especially with a Cybertruck coming out, that more superchargers would be tow friendly. Uh, because it, it's really a pain in the butt when you're trying to do big long trips It really adds up when you have to unhook your trailer and and find a spot for it and yada 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 Anyway, this supercharger is attached to a pilot gas station. So really good amenities and stuff to uh, Get a hold of you got restrooms food, etc. I do think it's a little bit tight pulling into here and uh, if you uh, park on this side of the supercharger in particular uh, which is kind of rough for such a big supercharger location i would really expect there to be more opportunities for charging when you're towing something i would expect a little more space and probably a faster charge rate too so overall for teslas that are not towing i would give this a 8 out of 10 for teslas that are towing i would give this a 7 out of 10. now you know hey zach and jesse uh nathan here in san Antonio, california uh, at what is apparently going to be a new eight stall uh, supercharger, it looks like. Eight precast station bases. We got some gear over there. We got our substation going in over here, it looks like. There were once uh, three uh, level two chargers uh, over there that have since come out. Gonna, looks like we're gonna have our eight stalls here. Uh, this is the Red Hill Shopping Center um, that has been offering free charging from their solar for years uh, on those other level two chargers which are now gone. Hopefully, I am hoping, crossing our fingers, that we see some CCS compatible superchargers here. Well, I'll keep you guys informed and now we will know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, love the show. Eight stall, supercharger review, Target, St. Louis Park, Minnesota, off of Highway 100 and Excelsior. Uh, eight stalls there. There are four charge point stalls as well. The Target uh, is back behind me. There's a couple benches if you want to sit down. It's a nice day today. 
across the street if you want some food. There's a Lunds and Byerleys in there, of course, restrooms at both of those facilities. If you wanted to walk a little bit farther, you could probably go to Starbucks, Trader Joe's, Goodwill, a few other food vendors on Excelsior Boulevard. I think I'd rate this an 8 out of 10. There you go. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. And if you'd like to upload your own, um, you can head over to our website, nowyouknowchannel.com, and you can upload your own Supercharger Reviews. You can also see a map of all the Supercharger Reviews that people have done. All right, what do we got for new superchargers in the world? We've got number 12 in New Hampshire is the 8-stall in Manchester, New Hampshire. 6-stall, 120 kilowatt in Shenzhen in China. Number 346 in California is the 12-stall at Vacaville at Alamo Drive, California. Number 133 in Florida is the 8-stall in Chipley, Florida. The 3-stall in Wenzhou, China. The 4-stall, 120 kilowatt in Tangshan, China. Number 73 in Taiwan is the 6-stall at Kaohsiung in Taiwan. Number 43 in Washington is the 8-stall in Pasco, Washington. The 3-stall in Zhangqing, China. Number 1,667 in China is the 3-stall in Hangzhou. Number 58 in New Jersey is the 8-stall in Edison. Number 20 in Tennessee. Number 1742 in the USA is the 12-stall in Monteagle, Tennessee. And number 164 in Germany, 981 in Europe, and 5,001 in the world is the 20-stall, 250 kilowatt in Russelsheim, Germany. So we hit 5,000 5, supercharger locations this week. Congratulations, Tesla. That's that is amazing. Awesome. I, I remember am. when we got 5,000 stalls. That was like way back. Yeah. We're at 45,000 stalls, right? I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. I mean, that gives you the average, right? I mean, you just take 5,000 divided into 45,000 and you get nine stalls. Yeah. Is the average. It's a good number. Which is amazing compared yeah. to like Electrify America and others that give you, you know, four stalls if you're lucky. True. Um, and, and uh, you know, two are not working. <laughs> two are, are parked nice. in. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. Well, thank you so much for watching this episode of Tesla Time News. And thank you so much to our team. Uh, I got to thank our team here, our team around the world that are editing the show. I really, we couldn't do this without you. This is a complete team effort. Um, what you're seeing here today is, you know, days and days of work going into doing the show, of writing it, and then performing it, and then editing it, mm -hmm. um, which takes a whole lot, and then uploading it, all that stuff. I can't thank our team enough because Jesse and I could not do this without them. And I also want to thank our amazing Patreon patrons who you're seeing scroll by here. These are people who support us for $5 or more a month. You can also support us for just a buck a month and get access to our Patreon bonus stories. It really does help us a lot. You might be thinking like a buck a month, is that really going to make a difference? Honestly, your views, I wish they made more of a difference. I, I love that you're watching our content. That's, that's really the most important thing to me. But $1 a month support is like having 500 of you watch uh, this episode. It's so true because, I mean, advertising rates are going down. YouTube is paying us less and less. So, I mean, being a YouTuber, you can't really afford to do it from the YouTube side. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really why we offer so many perks over on Patreon. If you go over there, not only do you get the you know $1 perk, which gives you all of those Patreon bonus stories, but we have other perks like our Patreon Investor Club where we actually talked to CEOs and founders. In fact, this week, we just had a live stream with a company um, where we talked about a really cool crowdfunding opportunity. Um, and if you're a member of our investor club, you know what I'm talking about. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Now you know. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.